This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm David and I'm joined tonight by Andrew. What's going on everybody? And Marisha. How's it going? We're going to do one of my personal favorite things to do and what I think is extremely popular for fans of all kind. Uh, we're going to talk about numbered lists. Everybody <laughs> loves a good numbered list. Absolutely. It's, it's big in the algorithms. We're, <laughs> we're like we're like Jim on The Office. We're going to make another list. <laughs> <laughs> make another list. I love a list. It just gives it? us an excuse to talk about fun stuff. Yes. Huh? Is, it, is it Michael that's like, oh, God, he's making another list? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that, that, that's me all the time. Because... Uh-huh. Um, the truth is, before you even brought this up as a topic, I had already done this just for fun. We're going to talk about our top five and bottom five Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yeah, and I, so, I want to throw this out there, too. We're going to do that here on the show. We might talk a little other things about some of the stuff in the middle. But I'm going to put up some really cool infographics of everybody's complete list at the sciencefictionary.com after this episode comes sweet. out. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I know mine have a, a nice little sentence explaining why they are where they are in the ranking. So if you guys don't want to be completely one-upped by me, y'all should do the same thing. Mm. Or don't. I love being one-up of you, everybody. You love <laughs> one-upping people. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite thing to do. So the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to – there's 25 movies. Uh, so I'm going to ask for 25 through – uh, 21, the bottom five. Okay. And I'm going to ask for number five through number one, the top five. Okay. Uh, we'll start with everybody's number 25. I want to know everybody's least favorite, um, least favorite. <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, we'll do it like this. Let's get to the least favorite last. So we're going to start with 21. Can we do okay. that? Sure. Awesome. Yeah. So... Um, Marisha, what is your 21st Marvel Cinematic Universe movie? Iron Man 3. Okay. Uh, and Andrew? All right. So at, uh, we're at, we're doing our number 21. Yeah. Number 21. We're going to go da- backwards in that list. Okay. So at 21, I have Iron Man 2. I, okay. And me at 21, I have Thor, the, the first Thor. Mm. Uh, so Marisha had Iron Man 3, Andrew had Iron Man 2, and I had Thor. Um, all of those are pretty commonly towards the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Yeah. They're pretty commonly towards the bottom of the list. I'll tell you, I had Iron Man 2 at number 20, so actually one slot above So Thor. it's on, it's on mm-hmm. the bubble for you. Yeah. It's um, on the bubble for me. Yeah. And I'm kind of um, like the thing is is it's weird ranking them. It's like well, this is the bottom. It's like 
most of my bottom five, I will still watch if it's on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I, there's not one movie in this 25 movies that I just despise. Like, mm-hmm. um, there are a couple I like less and I've, I've got one in my bottom five that I'm probably going to get flack for. Yeah. Uh, me too. I've got a couple in my bottom five that I think I'm going to get some flack for. Um, but yeah, Iron Man 2. The only thing that's redeeming about Iron Man 2 for me is Sam Rockwell. I think he is so much fun. I think yeah. Justin Hammer is such a great character I, that I, it redeems Iron Man 2 for me a little bit. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, you know, of course, it's the first one in my bottom five. I mean, Iron Man 2, I, I really like the movie just fine. Yeah. There, there's a lot of fun stuff in that movie. I feel like Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 are some of the less memorable installments in the MCU. And like, see, for me, just... Iron Man 3 ranks much higher. Yeah. I find me Iron too. Man 3 to be a, a much more memorable movie than a lot of the MCU movies. I think the problem, I think where its shortfall is, is and I've said this a million times, so I'm not saying anything new here, is that it it kind of fits a little weird with the rest of the, the Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Marisha, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you have Iron Man three so low at number 21. So Iron Man three is the one I've seen it several times, but literally every time I'm trying to reference back to it, I was like, Oh, did that even happen? That's the one where we blew up all the suits, right? We decided to be all, yes, we and, and you know I think maybe it was it, it got tied up in my mind with like the Arrowverse and everybody like we're not gonna be a superhero anymore. You're gonna be a superhero. You still are because there's more movies to make. Yeah, we all know this <laughs> is still gonna enough. be a thing. That's my biggest problem with Iron Man three personally. Well, that's yeah. why I said it doesn't fit because it's like we mm-hmm. do that and then all of a sudden Iron Man's back wanting to build a suit of armor around the world. I mean, for real, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, I totally get that, and it's a pretty common uh, complaint. I know if Daniel was here tonight, he would have Iron Man three really low. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my number twenty one was Thor. Uh, hmm. which to me, it's just because I find it so incredibly boring. Um, at the time, Thor was not one of my favorite characters. Um, now he is, but at the time, I just. At when this with how he was in Thor, I just wasn't a fan. I didn't really like any of the characters in the movie except for like Loki. Um, Loki was great. I'm not a fan of the supporting characters, Natalie Portman's character Jane and um, Darcy. Uh, was it Darcy? Mm. <laughs> uh, I, I don't care much for the fight at the end with the big robot. It's anticlimactic. Uh, it's very anticlimactic, and it's just all in this desert, and there's lots of weird. Dutch angles, uh, which is like you know the weird tilted angles. I don't like it cinematography wise. Uh, you know the desert is a great setting for a show about making crystal meth, but it is not great for a superhero movie. It's it's um, Thor is I love I, I I like the movie just fine, but it's I think of the of the MCU maybe the most simple formula movie formula like it's very mm-hmm. basic in its formula yeah 
Loki's a fun villain, and the performance by Tom Hiddleston is great. Chris Hemsworth is great in the movie. Well, it's like, you know, the villain, he has to kill the big robot, but ultimately, like, the real villain in the movie is his, his is him, and him having to find some humility. Yeah. Um, and and so it's fine. That's a fine story to tell, but it's uh, it's a little boring as a superhero origin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel about it too. Um, so, do you guys think that we should? continue with uh the the bottom five or should we jump back and forth between bottom five and top five hmm i'm down either way all right let's continue with uh the bottom five so we can end on a high note i say perfect okay um so number 22 marisha what's your ranked number 22 captain marvel that's actually mine as well i have captain marvel at number 22 what about you andrew this is the one that I'm afraid I'm going to get some flack for, but it's Doctor Strange. Oh, I would not mm-hmm. have expected that. Doctor Strange falls right in the middle for me. Hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those that I've kind of always thought, this is the first time I've ever ranked. I haven't ranked the whole thing since there were like 12 movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kept saying, you know, Doctor Strange is very in the middle for me. But as I started ranking them, I was kept going well, I like this one better than it. And I like this one. And it just kept moving towards the bottom. <laughs> and uh, it's still a movie. I really like it, but I think, I feel like it's kind of like Thor. It's, um, I find that last fight to be a little bit anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I love the, la- you mean with the thing with Dormammu? With Dormammu. I love oh. it. I like the way it plays out, but it's, I don't know. I just, I totally get it, but I love it. That's my favorite part of the movie. You know, and it, it's the 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 first two that I've got on kind of on the bubble here on my list. There's a couple of movies that on the right day you could probably ask me and I would bump them for something else. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like Iron Man two and Doctor Strange. Yeah, um, I, I like the movie, so it, it's one of those things again. It's in my bottom five, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Doctor Strange is tonally all over the place. Uh, I, I find like it's it's serious, and his hands are broken. He's this broken man, and everything. And then also, he's making jokes, calling Wong Beyonce, and then <laughs> Wong is listening to Beyonce. Like I think it's very very funny. Yeah, like I laugh out loud every time, especially knowing that that was improv by Benedict Cumberbatch. But. Right. But it's just tonally, it's, it's a little off for me yeah. Um, personally. But I do like a lot of the visual stuff. And I love the final Dormammu have come to bargain because it is a superhero <laughs> using his cleverness to yeah. defeat the bad guy. Yeah, and I, and I do like it. It's, it's like I said, I've always, if you had just come up to me and said, hey, what do you think about Do- the Doctor Strange movie? I'd have been like, yeah, it's like mid-tier Marvel fare. It's mm-hmm. which you know for me, the, you know the middle of the pack Marvel movies are excellent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I still think this is an excellent movie, and it kind of hurts to put it in my bottom five. But it's just not your favorite. But it's just that's just where it fell. Yeah, fair enough. So Marisha, let's talk about Captain Marvel. Okay, so here's the thing about Captain Marvel. 
it just pissed me off when I went and saw that movie three months after Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman, everybody was like, yes, yes, this is like, this is the female superhero we've been waiting for. And then we finally get a Marvel movie with a female lead. And it was like, really? I mean, it was fine. I just it just wasn't great. I wanted it to be great. I wanted it to be like top five favorite Marvel movies ever. And it wasn't. It was you, just such a letdown. And the thing is, is up to that point, I would say that's the one time that Marvel has gone head to head with DC on mm -hmm. something and come up short. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Uh what I think the problem with Captain Marvel is is it just tried too hard. Yep, it was uh, it was preachy. It was very preachy, and just so the the scene at the end where it's like I'm just a girl, like yeah, I, I got it. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I think that I think Brie Larson is an excellent actress. Um, if you guys haven't seen Room, I highly recommend it. I think she won an Oscar for it, hmm. or she was she was at least nominated. She is an excellent actress, but in this role, she is so freaking unlikable. Yeah, she. That's I, the thing. She is not a likable character. Yeah. There were and, so many actresses you could have put in that role instead of Brie Larson and done the exact same movie, and it would have been totally different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these movies rely on the casting. If mm -hmm. the, if the main character doesn't work, these movies don't work. Absolutely, and. and that was the biggest problem I have with Captain Marvel. There are some elements I like about it. I mm -hmm. like the sci-fi elements. Mm -hmm. I think that the uh, the planet from that the Kree uh, are from looks really cool. Mm -hmm. I like a lot of the action in the movie, uh, the sci-fi action. I think like the costuming looks really cool. I like the mm -hmm. aliens. Um, all that's I, I think works really well for me. But it's just the character just doesn't work, and mm -hmm. that brings the whole thing down. Yeah, and and I feel like. She was more interested in making statements with this movie than she was in making a performance. Yeah, and she just, I felt like she was very, I felt like she felt like she didn't have to try. Mm -hmm. So, like, I felt like she wasn't trying, but then the rest of the movie was trying really, really hard to right. get you to like it. Yeah. Like, but no, Blockbuster! Don't you like Black? That's so funny, right? right? So great. Don't you remember? I mean, and man, this movie had Clark Gregg and lots For two of... two seconds. I mean, yeah, but but briefly. I mean, but we, we got to see Fury a lot with two eyes. You know, um, as yeah, far as I'm concerned... Right. As far as I'm concerned, though, the best thing about this movie was that it introduced us to Monica Rambeau. That's true. And um, she is awesome in one division. Yep. Yvonne Strahovski still should have been Captain Marvel. Who's this? Sarah Walker from Chuck. Oh, yes. Yeah, she would have been great. Um, yeah, it's another thing. Uh, so the scene from Winter Soldier where he goes, last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. That is the coolest freaking thing. And then it's just ruined by this movie. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> scratch. You got a cat scratch? It? Like, what? Uh, anyway, <laughs> Captain Marvel hurts. Uh, but it, let's move on. Let's, unless you have anything else to say about Captain Marvel. No, it was just yeah. it was just disappointing. I just wanted it to be so much better than it was. I mean, I wanted, like, again, 
I wanted it to be a statement of like, hey, look how amazing this movie is. And also the lead is female. That's what Wonder Woman was. Yes, that's what Wonder Woman was. And Wonder Woman was so great. And I was like so excited to take my daughters to see this movie. And we went to go see Captain Marvel. And I was like, and it's a really lackluster movie. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for coming. Right, exactly. Uh, So number 23 on the list, Andrew, what do you you got for your number 23? Thor. Uh, Okay, that's funny. That's funny because I expected you to have that higher than where I had it. It's one of those that, um, and, and I already said what I didn't really, you know, love about it. Um, it's just, it's too simple. It's, it's, it's like somebody was like, I'm gonna make a superhero movie and just, I'm gonna make a comic book movie and just kind of like comic books can be sometimes. It's just oversimplified. Yeah. Uh, so, Marisha, what's your 23? My 23 is Ant-Man and the Wasp, actually. Not because oh. I hate it, but just because it's a little forgettable to me. Hmm. Like, I feel it's like fairly forgettable. all the best things about Ant-Man we covered in the first movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh I have Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp right in the middle, right next to each other. And the way I have them described is Ant-Man, Paul Rudd is lovely. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Paul, Lo- Paul Rudd is lovely too. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it just kind of was. It's more of the stuff I liked, which in the last show, I was talking about how I just want superheroes to have to do more of the stuff I liked. And, and this, and I, I liked Ant-Man, and so I liked Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I totally get your point of it's it's forgettable. Yet it also becomes like one of the most important things ever uh, because it ties right into Endgame. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does definitely has. But honestly, whenever I watched Endgame, I was like, I had to think back to like, okay, so which aspect? You know, it was like it yeah. wasn't like all of it. Just it just a lot of it just didn't stick. Yeah, the first time, like the things that stuck were the like the sweet dynamics with his daughter. And things like that. But, like, the important story points you needed to know going forward, like, didn't have a lot of stick. You had to actually, I had to go back and actually remember them. Yeah. See, I have both of those movies. I'm like, David, I have both of those movies, like, right smack in the middle of my list. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Um, So, my number 23 is, this is my big controversial one, I'm sure, is Black Panther. What? This, I know... This movie just I could not find much about it for me to like except for Chadwick Boseman is amazing as Black Panther and he's a great character but everything else around the movie just doesn't work for me. See, I like a lot of things in that movie but Eric Killmonger to me is one of the worst villains in the MCU. I agree. I I agree. Uh that's what kills it for me. I think that he I I just I understand his like his motivation. I don't understand his plan or goal. It's so vague and so it just doesn't work for well, me. I don't. I don't think they know. I don't think anybody at Marvel really knows those questions either. And I think that's proven yeah. by the usage of him in what if and what if. Yeah, they don't know how to use that character. Yeah. Now Michael B. Jordan's performance is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the design of the character is cool, but it's just it. 
it, it did, didn't work for me. Um, there's some stuff about this. Like, there's some interesting cinematography, which I always appreciate. Um, the big CGI fight at the end kills it for me. Every time, I just that that was the final straw. I was like, I hate this so much. Like watching that made it. It was such so bad. Like when they're fight on the train, Killmonger and Black Panther. It looks like that Beowulf movie from 2007. Like, Ouch. It, it. Yeah, I know. It just doesn't work for me. Um, and I just didn't like it. I, it nothing about it wor- much worked for me except for like uh, I really liked a- Andy Serkis. Yeah, in it. But uh, all right. So number twenty-four, Marisha, what you got at your number twenty-four? Number twenty-four, I have Thor: The Dark World. And Andrew, what's your twenty-four? Captain Marvel. Okay, so you're right up there with us, um, with Captain Marvel. Uh, Yeah, we just thought about Captain Marvel. So my twenty-four is Incredible Hulk. But before we get into that, Marisha, uh, what, what's your problems with the dark world? It's just, again, at risk of sounding like a broken record, it's just kind of forgettable. Like It is. You know, Loki shows up and does some interesting stuff, right? Or do we even have Loki in this oh, movie? Oh, yeah, Loki's, can... Loki's probably the only bright spot in that one. Yes. Yeah, Loki's the main character. Okay, so so Loki's the one who's pulling the strings. But again, sorta, sorta. Of, well, this is where Thor, this is where Loki winds up on the throne, right? At the end. Uh, impersonating the impersonating Odin. You're right, which is the best part of the movie. Yes, like that. The last that moment was like almost saved the movie because it was like what? And again, I don't hate it. It's just like she's kind of lackluster. It's one of those like. Oh, that's right. That did happen, didn't like. We happened to see it on the TV in a restaurant a couple of months ago. Well, more than a couple of months ago, I guess it was before COVID. Twenty years ago. <laughs> but anyway, and I was like, "Oh, that's right. I had forgotten this movie even existed. Like Dark Elves. Like I had forgotten. I remembered the Loki aspects of the movie." But, like, the whole actual premise of the movie with the, like, bringing back the darkness and the whatever, whatever, it was almost exactly like Ronan. I felt like, just kind of like, and we do wah, 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 you know. Um, oh, yeah. But less interesting because it wasn't Lee Pace. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think that Thor The Dark World is the most forgettable Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. But then they bring it back in Endgame, which I think is hilarious. Right. Yeah. That it became, like, important. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm not a fan of Thor The Dark World. Uh, but at number 24, I have Incredible Hulk. Um, this movie, another one that is, is not very important. They kind of, like, ignore it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks like some of the characters might be showing back up in She-Hulk, uh, like Abomination, who showed up in Shang-Chi, which was really cool. General Ross is great. Um, but honestly... Edward Norton just annoys the hell out of me in this movie. Um, especially knowing how apparently how hard he was to work with. Um, I don't like his performance as Bruce Banner, especially after seeing Mark Ruffalo, who I think is a great Bruce Banner. Yeah, I think Ruffalo kills it. R- Ruffalo's incredible. And Ed, Nor- Ed Norton is just kind of like, he's just kind of Edward Norton. Yeah. 
in this. Um, no, there's a lot of things I like, and I hope a lot of characters from that show back up. I mean, for goodness sake, I, I'd love for uh, Liv Tyler just to make an appearance at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got yeah. that movie higher than you. I mean, it's, it's outside my top five, you know, outside of my bottom five. It's still relatively low on the list for me because it just doesn't tie in super well. Yeah. But that's, you You have to remember that this was the second movie made as part of what would become the MCU. It wasn't the MCU yet. Right. This is yeah. pre-Disney. The thing about, my thing with Hulk, Hulk is, is, you know, in the top half of my list because I just loved it so much when it came out. It was just, I was just, it was so bizarre to me that you could make a movie about a green rage monster that my mother would watch i now i will say like this is one that has kind of like fallen down my list over the years Mm -hmm. but was uh, especially after it's one of those things it's like can you really make a hulk movie right right like can you really do this giant green monster Mm-hmm. And make it look believable. And make the story, like, compelling. Yeah. And so I think they did it. When it first came out, I was all over this movie. But it's one that just, as new stuff comes out, it keeps kind of falling down my list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I don't really have much more to say about it. So yeah. I'm going to just move on to our bottom entry, number 25. Marisha, what is your number 25? The worst MCU movie, in your opinion. The worst MCU movie, in my opinion. I mean, hasn't it got to be Age of Ultron? Wow. What? No, I'm the only one who thinks that. Yeah. Age of Ultron is my number 13. Um, I mean... Age of Ultron is just... So and it's a it's the linchpin that holds the first half of the MCU together it's to the true. second half. I'm not gonna lie, whenever I looked down and saw it, I was like, Oh, I don't know if that should be at the <laughs> I've bottom. Made a, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> but but the thing is, everything else made it into the list before that. It's like it's like I knew it was there. It just never seemed to merit a higher spot. It's Fair not that enough. I hate it, it's just Yeah, it's it's the worst Avengers movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely the worst Avengers movie. Um, I like Age of Ultron because of the party scene. Uh, Yes. Duh. But also, Age of Ultron has a soft spot in my heart because it is the only Avengers movie where at the beginning and at the end... They are a team called the Avengers. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Avengers 1 starts. They are not the Avengers yet. Which, yeah, that makes sense, right? Avengers 2 ends. They're the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And Infinity War, they're not the Avengers. In fact, they mm-hmm. don't even meet up. And Endgame, they're not the Avengers. They have to come together again. But Age of Ultron is the only movie that is really about a team called the Avengers. Yep. From yeah. beginning to end. Yes, at the end, Thor leaves, go do something, and Iron Man kind of retires, but it's still like there's an Avengers team together at the beginning and together at the end. And that's what that's why it has a soft spot in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire that's time fair. they are working together. 
Yeah, that's fair. And it also it, James Spader is great. James, James Spader is great. Yeah, and we we do get um, Hawkeye and uh, Quicksilver's little love hate dynamic going there. You gotta love yeah. that. I think Quicksilver is pretty weak in this movie. Quicksilver could have been better. I still hate that we killed Quicksilver off so quickly, being one of my favorite Marvel characters. <laughs> you cut him off quickly. Yeah, quickly. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I so agree. Fast. They shouldn't have killed him off. It's because Josh Whedon loves killing characters, and that was probably the only one he could get permission to do. Yeah. Um. That yeah, that doesn't work for me. the The big ending thing is so weird. Like Ultron's plan to destroy the world is the drop of si- like. Aren't there more efficient ways to do this, Ultron? Um, so that just feels really contrived and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the action in this movie, I don't like. I don't like a lot of the action scenes. There's not really a memorable action scene in this movie at all. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't know the I mean, scene where they're standing the, in the church. Yeah, and they've the got church the church scene is pretty iconic. That statue, man. I want that statue. But you know I that guess. damn statue costs like four thousand dollars. But, like, but what does Captain really America do in that scene? He smacks somebody with his shield. He boinks and people what does with Thor his shield. Do? He boinks he people hits with somebody his with his hammer. Yeah. Sure it's Iron a really short, somebody. kind of slow motion scene. It's really cool looking when you get that one shot with all those things happening in it. It is cool. But, but I agree. Oh, it's... there's the beginning thing where they're diving. I don't like that scene, though. Everyone loves that scene where they're diving next to each other. I hate it because it's like, oh, they all decide they're going to run in a line right next to each other. It's it's so set up like it's it's like a director saying, OK, guys, get in position here and we're going right. to jump over here. And remember, don't look at the camera. And like that, that's my right. I, that's why I don't like that shot that everybody yeah. loves. You know, for me, personally. I think the biggest thing about this movie is motivations aren't always like the line between motivations and actions is sometimes like, that's not a logical, like you were talking about the city, like, Oh, let's drop a city on it. It's like, but why, you know, it sounded like there were, there were several things kind of plot, like Thor, like, how does he know he needs to go find the pool and go into the city? Because it was the next best option after Tony locked him out of the nuclear code. Right. It was a meme. And then I guess he chose the city because it would be uh, poetic. Right? Yeah. Um, I guess. It was a little, I found it a little hard to follow. Every time I've watched it, like, it's like, wait a second, what? You kind of have to, you know, you have to make sure you, you follow all the threads or it doesn't. Anyway, like I said, it's not that I hate the movie. It just, it, I just couldn't find a place for it higher on my list. So there it is at the bottom. Yeah. I, I like a lot of the banter between Tony Stark and Ultron. Like mm-hmm. that, <laughs> clearly you never made an omelet. Like that was, and then he's like, you beat me by two seconds. Like that's hilarious. Mm. Um, I love the end. I lo- Vision's great in this. I love yes. the end. Yeah. That's one of the best lines of the MCU, I think, when um, Ultron calls him naive mm-hmm. and Vision's like, well, I was born yesterday. Like that's... Mm-hmm. Extremely clever. Like that's some some of those Whedonisms are really good. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ba- the banter that I really like. I think the stuff, especially once the third act starts, I think there's some of the Whedon banter that doesn't work early in that film. Mm-hmm. 
But in the third act, a lot of it works well. Hawkeye has some really yeah. nice ones. Uh, Vision <laughs> has some shoot good him. ones. Nobody yeah, ever knows. Like, oh, Ultron got him. Quick little bastard. <laughs> He's a quick, yeah. <laughs> We're on a flying city. It's an army of robots. No. And I've got a but, bow and arrow. But when you look, this makes sense. <laughs> when you look back at Age of Ultron and realize how much stuff was set up mm-hmm. in that movie. It's it's such an important yeah. linchpin. How do you guys feel about the uh, Black Widow Hulk relationship? It's weird. It feels very shoehorned. Yeah. Yeah, they were. And never... It totally like... comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I also don't like the implication that um, Black Widow is comparing herself to a big green monster because she can't have children. Yeah, it's a little like, problematic. Like okay. You're I not guess the only monster screw here. any woman who can't have children. You're a monster. Well, like, I, I think the implication was I went through, you know, like I made decisions, you know, yeah. that that put me in this place. Well, also, like, I'm a science experiment and you're a science experiment. Yeah, I'm a science experiment. Yeah. You're a science experiment. However, he I've also experimented. also murdered lots of people. He experimented I, on himself. That, she was experimented on a little more. Yeah, I just it's I, I I get it, and also like she murdered people, but it's it's it feels very forced. Like you still think you're only a monster. It, it, on the it team. does feel forced. Um. Also, it feels like Bruce is kind of just like, especially when he's like in the shower and he's just he's just trying to he's just trying to take a shower, bro. I felt I feel uncomfortable watching that scene because I feel like he wants to say, "Can you just can you just leave, please, while I get dressed? I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> so, right now." Like, yeah, so here's what fair. I actually think happened and why Black Widow and Hulk are a thing in that movie. Huh. So I think prior to that movie in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. there is an idea that um, knowing how far ahead, that's just one year apart. Mm-hmm. They definitely were starting to creep towards making Cap and... Uh, Black Widow, a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And the Russos lie and say that isn't the case, but I think that it's they totally set that up absolutely 100% case. the case, and it is absolutely one of the possible ways they could have gone from the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a surprise. I, I think everybody thought that was going to happen, and then they had the realization about that time that because knowing how far out Mm-hmm. Feige is planning that that's when he decided they were going to send Steve back to the 1940s. Yep. At the end of this. And so they had to find some way to pull them apart, to not to have to show up in this next movie and for people to no longer see them as a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it's weird that in the next movie, he like makes out with his yeah. ex-girlfriend's niece, yeah, that was an odd, uh, odd decision. That's weird. If and they the, knew he was going back to the 40s, then why'd they do that? That's true. That That's that's a fair point. Um, that's a really... That's so weird. Because I imagine that they're at family dinners later. <laughs> that's one of the stranger decisions made at any point in the MCU. Especially because they kiss once and they never got back to it. Yeah. And then they and then, turned... And then, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, apparently Steve never called her. <laughs> right? <laughs> now tell me he's the kiss and don't call kind of guy. He's definitely not. 
No, not at all. Yeah. So. Well, and then and then they decided to make Sharon Carter, you know, like now she's a villain. Now she's a villain. And granted, she did kill Cap in the comics, but I think she was brainwashed, right? She was brainwashed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's one of those. Okay, now I have to say the only good thing about the the Sharon Carter uh Captain America thing was was uh, Bucky and Sam in the in the car. That's it. Yeah, like that. That the way they irritated each other in that scene is the reason we have a Falcon and Winter Soldier show. And I love Falcon and Winter the Soldier so so. Yeah. So the the um, another point, and we got to get back off of this this rabbit hole I've taken us down. But uh, another point regarding him kissing Sharon Carter again after they had kind of set Cap and Natasha up to be a thing. Um, she's the one that's pushing him to ask Sharon out. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. See, I don't. So I, I don't mind um, the idea of Steve and Black Widow being together. I also don't mind the idea of them just being friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think it is true. Like they totally set that up as a possibility. Um, I actually like this fan. I don't think it's the case. It's not like my favorite thing, but there's a fan theory that the dance Steve had with, with, with Peggy, it's like, so he was returning the stones. He returned the soul stone. He got black widow back. Then he just stopped by the 1940s for his dance of Peggy, but knew he couldn't stay because of how it would mess up history. So him and Natasha just like left and settled down somewhere like nice and just, him and Natasha were together. Like something about that. There's something about that. I kind of like as a hmm. fan theory personally, but yeah, I, I actually, I, I kind of do like the, the, the dynamic that black widow and Steve have of being friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like black widow and Hulk together. No, I also, I also think that before age of Ultron was being made, they did not think to themselves that Hawkeye had a family. And they were totally – that was an option too for Hawkeye and Black Widow to be together. Yeah. But then Hawkeye has a family, so they felt like, well, now we got to give Black Widow something too. We don't want there being this this thing like maybe Black Widow is this – Homewrecker? Home re- exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was going through their head. <laughs> anyway, my number 25 is Thor the Dark World, but we already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> so forget <laughs> Alright guys, sorry about the abrupt ending there, but we decided to split this episode into two parts because it got a little bit long. Uh, Part two is going to be a little bit longer than this half, but be sure to check out part two to find out what was in everyone's top five MCU films. Until next time, may the force be with you.